could be more important to you than the salvation of your own soul. Think about that. Meditate upon that truth that one day, folks, you're going to leave this earth. You're going to die. Your physical body will die and you will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. Very heavy duty uh, thought when you do think about it. There'll be nobody to uh, hold your hand. You go through that door of death, ladies and gentlemen, each of us as an individual. It's important that you know that when all final resuscitation efforts are complete, you will enter eternity forever is forever and forever. No turning back when all efforts to save you, uh, resuscitate you, are over. So the question I put before you today, where would you go if you were to die tonight? Would you would you go to heaven? Would you go to hell? Listen to this, folks, in the book of Jude, New Testament book, uh, chapter 1, 1 chapter, verse 3. Beloved one, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now, uh, this man, Jude, was well aware that there would always be opposition to the gospel, and he wrote that letter with that in mind. Now, that was all the way back in the first century, and yet that truth still applies to all of us who claim to know Jesus Christ in this modern day. Now, there are many who claim to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but in reality, they are preaching a different gospel, which in effect is no gospel at all. In other words, it is not the gospel that can save your soul. Now, the gospel of Rome or the gospel of Roman Catholicism, the gospel of the Vatican is one such gospel. It's a counterfeit gospel, ladies and gentlemen. Now, there are many people who think that things have changed and that Rome is not the same as it was uh, 500 years ago or so, but that is not true. The gospel of Rome is a gospel that places their own man-made traditions on an equal level with the scriptures, and that will never change. In fact, it is the official doctrine of Rome that their tradition, the magisterium, that's their teaching office, and the scriptures themselves are so intertwined that you cannot have one without the other. They teach that all three play an equal part in the salvation of a soul. You know, folks, it's a, it's a counterfeit gospel. It's a convoluted gospel. You know what happens? There's truth mixed in with error. And that's all you need, folks, uh, to come up with a false gospel. You know, you could take a jar of sugar and just put in a little tiny teaspoonful of rat poison, and that's enough to kill you. Okay, And folks, a false, false gospel, a counterfeit gospel is enough to damn your soul. So I, I, I encourage you to listen carefully to what I am saying here today. So if you take a look at some of the traditions of Rome, especially the Roman Catholic Mass, you will see why this is indeed a false gospel that is being proclaimed by them. Rome explains that the very purpose, one of the purposes of their Catholic Mass is to satisfy the justice of God for sins 
committed against him. You'll find that in the New St. Joseph Baltimore Catechism, page 173. That's what I grew up on, folks. Think about that. When a Roman Catholic priest performs the Mass, offers up the sacrifice of the Mass, they believe that that sacrifice of the Mass satisfies the justice of God for sins committed against him. Folks, that is enough. I mean, if I were to end the message right here, that would be enough to prove to you that it is in fact a counterfeit gospel. Folks, if you're trusting in a priest to satisfy the justice of God for your sins, then, then you believe in a false gospel. And I, I, I speak as a former Roman Catholic, as I said, I believed a false gospel up until the age of 36, folks. And that's what I'm dealing with here in this message. So if you ever wondered what the Roman Catholic Mass was all about, there's the answer right there. They teach the millions of Catholics under their authority that God's justice is satisfied by what takes place on their Roman Catholic altars. Keep in mind that only a Roman Catholic priest has the authority to perform this Mass or offer up this Mass, and their tradition of transubstantiation is part of that. The only problem with all of this teaching is that it is not scriptural. This is pure Roman Catholic tradition at its best. Listen to what the Scriptures teach us on how any sinner this is all people can be justified before God. Listen up. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure or perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Once again, that's Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. That passage of scripture, folks, is so liberating. I mean, it's uh, unbelievable. It brings such freedom to the heart to the spirit, one of my favorite scriptures. If you've been listening to me, you know I quote it often and I do that for a reason, folks. So why do I like it so much? Because it tells me, listen, that Christ died for the ungodly. And I know that applies to me. It applies to you, folks. You need the good news today, folks. If you're a Roman Catholic or, or, or an unbeliever, or atheist, whatever, you need to know the good news, folks, that Christ died for you. He died for the ungodly. Now, that's where uh, many people miss the boat here, folks. They, they refuse to admit that they're ungodly. Most people, many people think they're basically good people. They would never describe themselves as being an ungodly person. But that is how you look in the sight of God. When you come to the place where you agree with what God says about you, that's a good place to be. Okay, you know, I heard an illustration given once. Uh, I don't know if it was in regards to, to this, but it applies. You know, a man was looking for a job and he went to 
a carpet cleaning company, and a man invited him inside, and he pointed to the floor, and there was a pile of dirt on the rug, and he asked the man, he says, what do you call that? And the man responded, I call that dirt. And and the carpet cleaning man says, good, we can work together now. That's, that's the deal, folks. When you come to the place where you can admit that you're ungodly, that you are in need of a Savior, that's a good spot to be because then, at that point, you can call upon the Lord and He can save your soul when you ask Him to save your soul, folks. And that's why He came to this earth. Okay, so what a contrast this is to the Roman Catholic teaching that God's justice would be satisfied by the Catholic Mass. This is the very heart of the gospel that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you, was shed for me. Now, the Jewish apostle Paul understood the importance of teaching this vital truth. He spoke about the love of God toward us and that we were justified by the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us. Now that blood was shed at an historical point in time by a sacrifice that can never be repeated again. Don't ever forget that, folks. The sacrifice of Christ is a done deal. It was prophesied to occur at a certain point in time. It did. Never to be repeated. And that's where the Roman Catholic traditions, their mass of this uh, unbloody sacrifice of the mass going on on a daily basis, this is how people are kept in bondage. I give glory to God that he saved me out of that bondage. Now, listen to this from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 22 to 24. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Powerful stuff, folks. You know, th these words were spoken to who? To the men of Israel. If you're Jewish, hear this, folks. Spoken to the men of Israel, speaking about Jesus of Nazareth, okay? Talking about the miracles he did, the wonders and signs, incredible, folks, when you think about it. And it says, by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus Christ knew he was going to the cross and that that was the very purpose of his coming into this world? This was not a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. This was the very purpose for which he came. He was sent into this world to save sinners like me and like you. That's the good news, folks, that you can be redeemed. And when you understand, folks, who the real Jesus Christ is, and you get saved, you'll jump for joy. Glory to God. This is the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Folks, many people have a false image of who this person, Jesus Christ, is. They have him beginning, uh, coming out of the womb of Mary. But folks, you must know he is from everlasting. He came from above. He came into this world, manifest, God manifest in the flesh for the very purpose 
of dying on a cross for your sins and my sins also. So that's something you need to uh, realize, folks. So the book of Acts makes it very clear that Jesus Christ was slain at a time that was foreknown by God, and it tells us that Christ has risen from the dead also. It couldn't hold him down. That's where eternal life is, folks. He defeated death, and we become joint heirs with him when we put our faith in him. The same spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that rose Christ from the dead will raise you up. That's the good news. When you put your faith in him, you're born again of the spirit. So, uh, as I said, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ can never be repeated. As uh, Rome claims in their sacrifice of the mass, the daily sacrifice, ladies and gentlemen, they claim it satisfies the justice of God. Hear me now, that is a betrayal of Jesus Christ himself. Rome has been preaching a bogus message, a bogus gospel, and showing forth a bogus Christianity to millions upon millions of lost souls for centuries now. Jesus said, it is finished. You read that in John chapter 19, verse 30. And to fight against that finished work of Christ on the cross is spiritually fatal. Oh, yes, it is. Rome has been teaching for centuries that the perfect sacrifice continues on their altars. They claim that Christ, through the ministry of the priest, offers himself to God in an unbloody manner under the appearances of bread and wine. You'll find that also in that Baltimore Catechism. But the Bible teaches us that it is the blood alone that atones for the soul. Check out Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11 and Hebrews 9 and 22. So it's important, folks, to search the scriptures for yourself. And you will not find the apostles celebrating a Roman Catholic mass in their preaching of the gospel. Search the scriptures to see if you find any of the apostles taking consecrated hosts or wafers and placing them in a little golden brass tabernacle as is done in, in every Roman Catholic church. Search the scriptures to see if you find any of the apostles encouraging their followers to bow down and worship that wafer host as if it were the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You will not find it at all. What you will find is the followers of Jesus Christ preaching their hearts out and telling people to repent and believe the gospel. You'll find that in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Every true born-again Christian, ladies and gentlemen, can make the claim that they are indeed called to be an ambassador for Christ. You'll find that. You read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, You look at 17 down, I believe you find it there. Every true born-again Christian can make that claim, folks. They are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. They come with a message of reconciliation to bring to people all over the world. It's reconciliation back to God. In fact, let me read that passage of Scripture. Uh, This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. Through 21. Listen carefully. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us 
to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's good news, folks. Basically, in a nutshell, any person who's been saved, born again of the Spirit, God has made them an ambassador for Christ. Anybody. Folks, I don't care who you are, what your past is, when you are saved, when you've been truly born again of the Spirit, you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And that's all I'm doing here today, folks. I'm preaching the good news and I'm, I'm encouraging you to become reconciled back to God. You know, many people think they got to run to a confessional booth, as I did for years, uh, going to confession, confessing, trying to remember sins, uh, tell, to tell to the Roman Catholic priest. Half the time I was lying when I was in that booth. Folks, I'm here to tell you, take your sin to the Lord. Right now, wherever you are, if you're not saved, don't put it off, folks. Hear me. You know, many people listen to a message like this and they'll say, I'll do it later. Please. Later might never come for you folks you know somebody once said the devil's today is tomorrow he, he keeps he keeps telling you don't do it today i'm telling you do it now <laughs> do it now folks if you don't know the lord you are not promised another day the very breath that you breathe it's on loan to you folks it's on loan in fact the, the demons of hell are watching you as you listen to this message and they'll come up with every type of distraction to keep you from turning to the Lord. Oh, yes, that is the truth. So that's the message, ladies and gentlemen. It needs to be preached everywhere in the world. If a person has been born again of the Spirit, they are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Now, I was baptized as an infant, okay? I had my head sprinkled with water by a Roman Catholic priest, but I was not born again at that time. Now, why do I mention that? Because the Roman Catholic Church taught me and millions of others and still do to this very day that you are born again. That's when you're born again. It's not true, folks. I was born again for real when I was 36 years old. And when I was born again, I could not help but speak the gospel that I'm speaking to you. So it's a transformation that comes on the inside. That's what it means to be regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost. So I, I, you know, I, I was not born again. When that priest sprinkled my head with water, folks, I, I was not born again. Absolutely not. And that's what I was taught. The Apostle Paul, he told us that we have been reconciled back to God and that he's given us this ministry of reconciliation. As I said, anybody who's been truly saved, truly born again, you are at peace with God. Why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Look at Colossians 1 and 20. So folks, all the glory goes to God is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It's because of his blood that we are saved We've been reconciled back to God through the death 
of his son. That's good news. Isn't that good, folks? The pressure is taken off you. You let, let, let me say something to you. You are dead in your sins without Jesus Christ. If you're listening now and you're considering uh, turning to the Lord, uh, l- let me say to you right now, you are dead in your sins without Jesus Christ. You are either dead or you are alive. That's, that's, a, that's a truth, folks. You need to know that. Right now, you are spiritually dead if you've never been saved. You've never been born again of the Spirit. That's how God sees you. You are spiritually dead. You are physically alive, but you are spiritually dead. You need to be saved. You need the Holy Spirit, folks. You need to be regenerated. You need the living waters. That's it. Speaking of the Spirit of the living God, you need that before you die. Don't leave this world until you do that. And folks, I encourage you, like I said before, don't put it off. Do it now. Do it now. It's your choice. Do it now. So that's what I'm preaching to today. Now, as I said, each and every one of us folks, we have been born again. We're saved if we if we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. No mention of a Roman Catholic mass, ladies and gentlemen. The Apostle Paul preached with an urgency when he preached. And keep in mind, this Apostle Paul, I've mentioned this numerous times, he was an absolute tyrant. He was a nasty man, folks. Absolutely nasty man. He was a severe persecutor of Christians. At that point in time, he was called Saul, changed his name to Paul. And he would go on his own little crusades against Christian folks, persecuting them, uh, bringing them in, putting them in jail, and consenting unto the death of many of those Christians. Now, you would think that God would take a lightning bolt and zap that man, but he didn't do that. He saved that man. In fact, he was on another one of his own uh, crusades against uh, Christians. And if you read the book of Acts, New Testament book of Acts, chapter 9, you'll see how the Lord spoke to him out of heaven. Okay, the rest is history. I encourage you to read that. The man got saved. Now, here's a man that was Jewish and he came against uh, the people who were preaching Christ. Preaching Christ as Lord, Messiah, Son of God, eternal life in Christ. He hated them and was constantly on the attack against them. When the Lord saved him, his own people wanted to kill him. Read it for yourself in the book of Acts. So uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 10 and 11, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. So each and every one of us, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stand before uh, Christ one day. And think about it. What will it be like for those people who preached a false counterfeit gospel and corrupted the simple soul-saving gospel of Jesus Christ? What will it be like for those who thought that God's justice was being satisfied every time they attended a Roman Catholic Mass. 
The Apostle Paul knew the terror of the Lord, and the Greek word for terror is the word phobos, which is defined alarm or fright, be afraid, exceedingly fear, terror. These words are rarely used in the modern day of false unity. Paul knew that the wrath of God was abiding upon every person in the world that did not believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. You read John chapter 3, verse 36. Paul knew that the mercy of God was available to all people and that all had the opportunity to be justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. They had the opportunity to be reconciled back to God. That's the ministry, ladies and gentlemen, of reconciliation and the only true gospel that should be preached by all ministers of Jesus Christ. Now, Rome absolutely hates the teaching of sola scriptura or scripture alone because when you remove their man-made traditions and the authority of their pope, their whole system comes tumbling down. You will not find a single instance of any of the apostles praying the rosary, mainly Hail Marys to Mary, <coughs> making and worshiping graven images, that's idolatry, preaching about a place called purgatory, that teaching about purgatory, if you don't know, folks, it's a place different than heaven or hell, and it's where people go to be purged before final entrance into heaven, and that's just another Roman Catholic tradition. There is no such place as purgatory. Never was. In fact, that teaching is a betrayal of the finished work of Jesus Christ, and it negates the soul-saving perfect blood that he shed for us. People still have their local priest say Roman Catholic masses for their uh, loved ones who have died. Some have been dead for many years, and they're praying that they might be released from purgatory. I did that myself. You go over uh, to the rectory, you, you make a donation for a mass card so that a, uh, a mass would be uh, said for your dead relative, whether it be your, your mother, your father, your cousin, your uncle, whatever, or a friend. Offering up masses so, so that they can be released from purgatory sooner. Folks, that's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And it's truly amazing that the modern day uh, Christian uh, preacher, with, with all the talk about having the anointing, they have no uh, problem fellowshipping with the false gospel of Roman Catholicism. Fellowshipping with doctrines of devils and claiming the anointing of the God of truth. May they turn from that wicked way. John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. You know, many people in the modern day folks that caught up in revival meetings, they're hooting and hollering for the Lord to come down. They, they, they love to talk about their fellowship with the charismatic Roman Catholics, but they fail to recognize that those same charismatic Roman Catholics hold fast to the false doctrines of the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican Gospel. I know, folks, as I said, I'm a former Roman Catholic. In fact, I came through that uh, Roman Catholic charismatic movement myself. So I was numbered among them. 
So they're calling for the Lord to send down the living waters, but they ignore the muddy waters of Rome's false and man-made doctrines that have been flowing freely for decades. They've joined hands in unity with a false gospel, and they ignore the warnings from God's word. My worship of Mary, ladies and gentlemen, it actually intensified after I joined the Roman Catholic charismatic movement. I still attended mass. I still prayed my rosary and I was still lost and on my way to hell. That's the gospel truth. So then what was it that set me free? It was the preaching of the pure, unadulterated truth of the gospel. I had a choice to make and it was either the Roman Catholic system with its man-made traditions or the pure, unadulterated truth of God's word. And I thank God that I chose to follow the Lord. The truth set me free. And that's what brought me out from the deception of the gospel of Roman Catholicism, the Vatican gospel. And folks, I encourage you, turn to the Lord. If you're Roman Catholic, this this message is for you. I encourage you to search the scriptures for yourself. And if you don't know the Lord, as I said earlier, do not put it off. It's appointed unto man once to die, ladies and gentlemen, and after this, the judgment were not promised another day. There is a heaven and there is a hell. There is no purgatory, folks. And and you can call upon the Lord. The Bible makes it clear, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Folks, he loves you. That's the love of God. He he paid the penalty for your sin, folks. And no matter who you are, man, woman, no matter where you live, this is the good news, folks. This is the good news. You're regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's how you enter the kingdom of God, folks. And God's church is made up of people who are living stones, living stones in the in the temple, the, the kingdom of God, folks. People from all over this world, all over this globe, every continent, folks, no matter where you are, there are people who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus plus this, Jesus plus Mary, Jesus plus tradition, Jesus plus that. It's just Jesus, folks. Put your faith in him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I will leave it right there. Once again, be blessed in the Lord Jesus Christ.